Okay, we're recording? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> What's that New Zealand thing? Like, oh, haka? yeah! yeah oh, I feel like we should do a haka right now. Yeah. <laughs> is it called a haka? I'm second uh, guessing. It, 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 it is. It is. Yeah. I just got hella lightheaded. Um, okay, ready? <clears throat> Welcome to episode three of the Assorted Kinds Speaking podcast. Speaking of the mic, Chris. Closer. I was like this far from Yeah, but me. your mouth was like this. I'm directly into it. <laughs> there you go. You Much turned up your keyboard all the way. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking jerks. Um, Nobody okay. could hear you. That sounds better. Oh, God. <laughs> it's fine. Welcome to episode three of the Assorted Kinds podcast. Today we're joined by pre-recorded therapist, writer-director Derek Scully. Hi, that's me. Camera operator Matt Devino. Well, hello there. Set decorator David Gallardo. What up? And associate producer slash location manager Nicole Castillo. Oh, hello. And it was her house we shot in, so location manager kind of makes sense, right? I mean, most Bye. qualified person for the job. Yeah. Bye. Yes. Yeah, okay, cool. So, Derek, um, <laughs> yeah, you, gotta, you, you can't play with the microphone. you got to set it down because I can hear every movement. No, you can't. <laughs> She's got you there, Chris. <laughs> 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 happy wife, happy I'm wife. not going to win this, am I? No, no, I don't know why you're trying. Holy shit, you're going to ruin the podcast with your movement? Uh, just, just for your stubbornness? So boring. Uh, okay, all right. Continue. Uh, Derek, uh, why don't you start us off with the introduction of the film? I want an elevator pitch, okay? Okay. Ding! Second floor going up. Uh, pre-recorded therapist is the story of Melissa and... Uh, her therapist who has left for unknown reasons and uh, he has left her a recording that should uh, answer all of her questions and cure her of all of her uh, life's stresses ding third floor well done well done okay cool yeah elevator pitch is over <laughs> I'd watch that uh, yeah okay uh, okay the, next, the sequel will take place in an elevator <laughs> <laughs> okay so um, it's for someone who hasn't watched it yet. Tell me a little bit about the film, what it what it represents, what it what's what it's all about. Uh, uh, what I don't know what it represents. Uh, I think that it's uh, okay. So I'm not sure the best way to answer that question, but I will answer it in this way. Uh, I <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's also assume that whoever's listening to this has seen the film at this point. So don't spoil yeah. alert. And if you yeah. haven't seen it. Uh, go watch it right now. We'll wait. Are you done? Great. Uh, so yeah, uh, I the way this started it was uh, I was uh, I wanted a character bit for this character open mic I was going to. Uh, it was a Thursday, and uh, I also had therapy on Thursdays uh, with my therapist, uh, who I want to note was a lovely woman, uh, and. She, uh, she and I were talking. I don't remember what about, and which is probably for the best. And uh, I, 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 I like fell into kind of a fit of hysterics. I started laughing hysterically uh, just in the middle of a conversation, and it was super weird. Uh, I don't know why I did it, uh, but I literally could not stop laughing while we were talking. Uh, and she like 
was struggling to get a word in and I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I can't stop laughing. And so she was like, okay, well, I'm just going to power through. And so she started talking like over me while I still continued to struggle to stop laughing, which in itself I also thought was very funny. So I didn't stop laughing. Uh, and I thought it was so funny that on the way home, I was like, that's a really good, like, nugget of an idea, like a therapist struggling to, like, like a therapist continuing to talk in the face of a patient who, like, is not listening uh, and can't listen. So uh, that was the, I guess that was the brain spark. Um, and so then I got home and I wrote out this character bit. I recorded it uh, and then, like, went to perform it. Uh, like I recorded the I recorded the therapist talking and then left gaps for my lines and just like allowed myself to get interrupted by my own recording and uh, and yeah it wasn't until after that that I remembered what was like also sparking that idea because I think it was like in the back of my mind but I kind of forgot about it was a therapist I had back in North Carolina who uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm answering like three questions at once. Sweet, yeah, it's great. But, uh, okay, I went back to uh, this thing that happened in North Carolina uh, where I had one of the worst therapists I've ever had. Um, just like, like, not a bad person, but good Lord, bad at his job. A really just all around weirdo. Uh, he like, I, I remember he just he just had a very, he had a very funny voice. And um, it was like, oh, uh, so good to see you. Come on back. Let's, uh, I just, <laughs> just tried to enact uh, him waving his hand at me, and I broke everything. Um, okay. And it took uh, us three hours to figure it out. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, like it's just so strange. Like didn't really help me with any of my problems. Really, never really. Uh, understood the concept of my job which was a video i was a video editor uh and he just he just never got that and like every session i felt like it was a struggle to be like no so like you know moving pictures uh i like edit those um he'd be like oh so you're like a consultant like <laughs> i don't what um uh, but i was like this guy needs a patient <laughs> I really oh. felt that like he needed a patient. So you held, you like stuck <coughs> stuck it through with him out of like obligation to like uh, help help him out. Kinda, a, a little bit, and like I was also hoping like maybe this could help me, but like I I I, I stayed longer. Like I, there was a point where I was like, this guy cannot help me because he can't help himself, mm. uh, and he doesn't know how to be a person uh, much less a therapist and uh but and so that point happened and then i continued to see him for multiple weeks because i just felt very bad for him uh and yeah and um i think like one of the final sessions he uh he played he like okay so he had me come in and he was i was like uh, there for anxiety uh, and so he uh, he was like okay I'm going to try something a little different today I think you're going to like it um, sorry I should do this in his voice I think you're going to like it and uh, uh, so you just just uh, go ahead and uh, close your eyes I was like alright I'm closing my eyes he left the fluorescent light on uh, for mm. this which always annoyed me he mm. was using a fluorescent light there was a lamp in the room never used it uh, and he yeah leaves the light on and I close my eyes and the next thing I hear is his voice again and he's just like 
hello, welcome to uh, a guided meditation. It was like, is this you? <laughs> is this you right now? Uh, but I, I didn't say that. I was just like trying not to laugh because it was so funny that he was doing this, like in the room playing himself. Like he could have just read the guided meditation script, but he didn't. <laughs> he played a recording of himself reading it. I, and then just sat there. So was he just like staring at you the whole time? Uh, my eyes were closed. They, I was afraid to open them. So probably. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I, he was like guiding me through a meadow and mm. like along the beach, I remember. And the whole time was just like, oh, my God, this is so silly. This is the silliest thing that's ever happened. And I can't laugh because if I laugh, it'll hurt his feelings. And then, like, it, it, I swear it was 15 minutes long. And uh, we got to the end of it. And he is like, now, how do you feel? Do you feel relaxed now? Still feel anxious? I was like, if anything, I feel a little more anxious. <laughs> to get out of here. And he was like, he was so hurt that I said that, too. He was like, Oh my! I've never, uh, never had that before. Like he has other patients who've like given him a standing ovation for this recording, um, and then he like he also made sure that I left with the recording on a thumb drive. Uh, I think I still have it somewhere, but I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, and so I used that story uh, to inspire this script. Uh, just the idea of a therapist who's like. I'm killing it right now. I'm curing the shit out of this person, uh, even though they're being an idiot. Uh, I just thought like that idea is very funny. Uh, so that's that's what inspired this short, and that's what it's really about: is a therapist who thinks he's the best. Um, although I think with the ending I went with for this, he like ends up being the best after all. But uh, Whatever. <laughs> yeah, there's a payoff, right, for the for the for the user. So you never went back to him. Um, I I may have after that. I mean, he's back in North Carolina oh, where okay. he belongs. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not currently seeing a therapist because I have a bad track record with therapists. Where I accidentally miss an appointment, then I feel so bad about it that I ghost them. <laughs> um, and uh, that's not to say that I don't need therapy. It's that I'm just in a period right now where, like, I, I feel bad about doing that. You can't take on that kind of commitment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just yeah. not between therapists right now. I'm, <laughs> I'm not. I fully yeah. understand that situation. You feel bad and you ghost them. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I can't can't take responsibility yeah. for my own mistake. Mm. You're, you're treating your therapist like Tinder dates. Mm. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I, I hope that's not how I've been treating Tinder dates. But <laughs> This is the first short film we've done that was actually based off of, like, a real situation. And I want to, like, what are you guys' thoughts on, like, writing based off of experience versus writing based off of interest? Right? Last one, Screaming, was kind of based off of, like, oh, like, what if... I mean, I personally think that you can't write not of experience, yeah. right? Like, you bring you bring your life experience into what you're writing no matter what. You know, people always say, write what you know. You know, if, if you know horror movies, because you've watched a whole bunch of horror movies, you can write a horror movie. But if you don't know anything about horror movies, that might be tough. Um, There's a little bit of, like, for, for me, it's like unpacking a thing and processing the thing. It, I think it depends. As an artist, it depends on where you are. 
because I, for example, for my film, Mine 2, that was, which, coming soon, <laughs> uh, that was based on a moment I had in my life, and I wanted to expand on it. Mm. And so, but, like, other things that I've written since then have all been things, like, I've wanted to explore. Mm. So it just depends on where you are as an artist at that moment and what story you want to feel like telling, at least for me. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some people that write only what they're, you know, what they've experienced. There's people that want to explore things, like, Davino mm-hmm. does horror, you know? So. Yeah, I think... Also, some people like you, Chris, you write as a way of like processing your life Mm -hmm. and dealing with things in your past and trying to like use it as a form of therapy. Mm -hmm. Or it's like for me, I'd write because like I want to imagine crazy things and like have fun and just get lost in the story. It's not about like working through anything. I go to actual therapy for that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think it's different for everybody. Like, what about you, Derek? For me, I think uh, it starts, I find that I'm much more successful writing when I'm starting with a little idea, a little moment that, uh, I mean, I write mostly comedy, so uh, a little moment that just kind of tickles me. Like, I find this little thing so funny that I really want to write about it. Uh, And like, that's, and then, then a scene grows from there. And the story grows from there. Whereas, uh, and this is, uh, I, I was just, uh, I, I'm on a sketch team. Uh, we perform Fourth Sundays at the Pack Theater in Los Angeles, California. Thunderdog. Uh, our name is Thunderdog. And um, <laughs> for this past show, I uh, I had an idea. I had an idea for a sketch that was based on, uh, like, that takes place in the Holes universe, uh, the the children's Disney movie, <laughs> Holes, where the, the boys, they go to camp and they dig holes because they were bad. Uh, Hold on, sidebar. What? If you go on HBO now, or HBO Go, and you go to the horror sci-fi hmm. channel, or uh, section of movies, Holes is on the horror section of Hmm. HBO movies. Anyway, I thought that was weird. I mean, she has rattlesnake venom in her fingernails, Mm. and she slaps a guy. That's pretty scary. Mm. Um, Spoilers for anyone who (laughs) hasn't seen Holes holes yet. (laughs) Uh, So anyways, I was trying, I I really wanted to write a Holes sketch, and that was where I started from, and the sketch did not grow legs. I could not wrap my head around where where it would go and like how the story would make any sense and then I ran out of time for our show so I just didn't pitch it um, because yeah it just wasn't working and I think that was because I was trying to write a sketch about holes because I wanted to write a sketch about holes rather than starting with like a fun moment mm. that uh, the, that the scene could grow around mm. um, if that makes any sense it does I mean can I actually want to talk a little bit about like, what is the actual difference between a short film and a sketch? Uh, you want me to say? I don't know. Who wants I've to? Got, say, yeah, I was just talking. I, I, so. Yeah, I'd like to get your your take on it, Derek, first, because you are you're really involved in the sketch scene and you love sketch comedy. And I do. Yeah, uh, I think I I think that there's a bit of a Venn diagram there. Um, I think a sketch structure is. Uh, a, there is a sketch structure and there is a short film structure, um, and I don't think that they're mutually exclusive. Uh, but you know, a short film traditionally uh, has you know a three act structure, a character arc. The character uh, has a problem, uh, deals with it, 
learn something about themselves, uh, you know, that you know the whole thing. Uh, whereas sketch is just like uh, we have a we have a starting point, a base reality, then something weird happens, and then uh, we heighten it. And um, I I hope that this short that we're talking about now, pre-recorded therapist, uh, I hope it does both. Because um, that's what I was really setting out for. Uh, because you know the the funny thing is that uh, you know the the this guy's not in the room, but he thinks that he can do everything he needed to do if when he was in the room. Um, and then we heighten that with you know the arms doing weird shit and the and the <laughs> projector screen day. and just like we we heightened it as much as we could uh, and while at the same time uh, the character is having her own story yeah. arc she yeah. you know comes in she's not sure about the situation then she makes a choice to not leave. Uh, and then, you know, learn something about herself and then uh, leaves having changed. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, I hope I hope it's both. But it's uh, it's very often very often short films are not sketches and very often sketches are not short films. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I just did a sketch uh, on stage last night where uh, it's a family uh, trying to have dinner while just a litany of poop sounds come out of the speakers, uh, and uh, that's not a short film. I just want to I just want to state that for the record, okay. not I a see. short film, but I, I still love it. Yeah, I think uh, I think you did a really good job of of that Venn diagram basically becoming a circle on this one, right? Yeah. But it's it's definitely lit right at home in both the short film world and the sketch world. Like you could, I could see you recreating the short film on a stage in a black box theater uh, you know with your sketch troupe or it could play in a comedy festival or something like that like mm-hmm. it y- you did a great job of blending both worlds into something and you know making it your own and obviously you can see your passion for both in in the film um something i'm curious about is what's the difference between making a sketch for film and video versus doing it live on stage for you uh i think i think whenever you do comedy in any medium uh you should try your best to play with the form um because there are things that you can do on video and with editing that you can't do on stage and there are things you can do on stage uh that you that just would not play on video um i one example of that, um, there's this sketch uh, duo there called Britannic, um, and they, I remember seeing them do a sketch at UCB um, years ago uh, where the entire sketch was pantomimed, like everything, <laughs> it, the, the, the story, like there were jokes in it, but like the main joke was that this whole sketch was uh, was pantomimed and like there was a fence that they're climbing over and like, uh, like they're... It, it takes place in like medieval times and they're uh, like talking about you know the castle and the king and like everything like they're doing a lot of really great mime work in it and then the blackout line of the sketch the, the sketch right before they turn the lights out uh, the line right before they turn the lights out is uh, Nick pulling out his, his uh, a real prop knife and saying why can't I see my knife uh, which I thought was like a really cool use of like yeah. of the form like 
because if you tried to do that on video, like we'd be like, why are they? Why didn't they get any props? You know, like they wouldn't be able to get away with that for two minutes. Um, but yeah, on stage, you're like, oh my god, this these guys are such amazing mimes, and then it's a great line to get out on where like the one real prop they have they can't see. Um, Sorry, that was really long. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> good, good, good story. Good story. No, but I do like I do like the the, the where you, where you kind of explained like the Venn diagram of like a sketch and a short, and I think like Davino said, like your short achieved both of those things because we saw the character's arc and we saw like, but at the same time we had that stinger at the end, mm. you know, with with you know the doctor or whatever the voiceover that felt like an ending of a sketch, and I think combining those two just just worked for that kind of situation mm. so yeah mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit about um you this actual project coming to be right um we had done a, a few shorts and then you know you kind of entered the sorted kinds world um had you had this sitting on the back burner for a little while or, or did you write this for the endeavor uh i it was already a character bit i was doing on stage uh and then uh, where I where I played the patient and my voice was recorded for the therapist lines, um, and then yeah, then I wrote it into a short film script, um, and uh, got a lot of got a lot of great notes uh, from friends just about how to uh, uh, really like blow out that world, and mm. um, yeah, and uh, then it turned into what it is now yeah it's great i mean we all we all really enjoyed when we got the first read of it <laughs> and you know we do the we do a voting process on how we choose scripts the <coughs> our, our group selects the script we you know however many scripts are brought we vote on the one we want to make and that's when we make that month and that was the one that got number uh number three no number four but number three whatever how were you guys playing that on stage when you were developing it like, where, did you have a mannequin on stage? Were you off stage doing the voice? It was all it was all me. Uh, the there was no mannequin. The mannequin, uh, like the idea of a tape recorder duct taped to a mannequin, was always part of it. Uh, but it's just a line, uh, mm. like the line, like uh, as you might be able to tell, I am not here. Like. <laughs> <laughs> as you might be able to tell, you're not speaking to me, but to a mannequin duct taped to a. Tape player. Uh, that's not how it goes. Yeah. Uh, Again. That was great. That was great. Can, Again. I, get, can I get another take? Yeah, another one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, God, so it's just you on stage? <laughs> okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take all this back. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. This is not good podcast etiquette. But, uh, okay. So it's what it was was just uh, me on stage. Uh, I pre-recorded uh, all of the therapist lines. Uh, there was no mannequin on stage. Uh, it was just, uh, like, I just had the line, uh, you're not speaking to me as such, but to a tape player duct taped to a mannequin. And, uh, and like, so I just, I just liked the idea of, like, putting that in the audience minds, and I'm just, like, staring at, I'm staring straight ahead, and then the, that clues the audience so the into audience what I'm looking at. The- Essentially, the the therapist. Well, I mean, uh, I'm not like singling anyone in. I'm not looking at anyone in the audience. I'm just looking over their heads. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of, yeah. That's just how I staged it. Um, yeah, and it 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 was going well. Like it was a really well received bit. Um, mm-hmm. Like I got asked to like guest a couple times at a character show <laughs> with that. Um, and uh, yeah, so I was like, well, if it's working this well here, I may as well like. <laughs> 
take it uh, take it to the screen. Mm-hmm. It's good. It translated well. Um, what was the okay? So, um, what was your experience? I mean, had you had you directed content like that in the past? Uh, no, no, I hadn't. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. first time, first time director. Yeah, I mean, like, I, it wasn't. I wasn't unfamiliar with. Uh, I wasn't unfamiliar with directing. Like, I had a sketch group in college. We shot stuff every weekend. Um, and so, like, I acted and wrote and directed, like, a bunch for that, um, which was, like, really good practice, like, making uh, terrible stuff uh, to one day make stuff that wasn't so terrible. Um, <laughs> well put. And, uh, yeah, so, like, uh, but I I would say I hadn't directed anything like that in that uh, I had never put... I'd never put a budget into anything. I had never put, um, pardon me. I'd never put a budget into anything. I'd never put time like that into something. Uh, like if I made something, if I made a sketch or put a sketch on video, it was always just kind of like, well, what do we have lying around? <laughs> uh, you know, it was never like I'm gonna go to IKEA and buy uh, five hundred dollars worth of furniture mm-hmm. and then return all of it, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> which is what I did for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, IKEA is the best. I know, right? Um, yeah, and the and the cafeteria there, underrated. Mm. Oh no, favorite. Yeah, that's great. Birthdays you get free. What? Free what? Free meal. I did not know that. How? How? Yeah, do I they got check a free IDs? meal. Yeah, and then they take say. fifteen dollars off whatever you buy. Wow, I didn't know this. This is big information. Yeah. If you guys will keep talking while I look up the budget, um, that would be helpful for me. Thanks. Uh, IKEA meatballs. <laughs> so good, so good. Sorry, but continue. Uh, Chris is looking up the budget right now, and okay. I think that's pretty cool that he's he's putting all that effort into finding. Yeah, why the are you budget. looking at the budget? Because I want to talk about the budget. Oh, Jeez. dang! All right, money. Chris loves spreadsheets, and Chris wants us to have a meaningful conversation while he's doing it. Not good. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got the budget, guys. Okay, check it out. I want. Let's talk about. Um, the cost of making this. So we haven't talked about like budget stuff in previous podcasts with our shorts, and I do want to start talking about them. So it looks like uh, what I have is a tally of like f- just over fifteen hundred dollars for the total budget. That's before returns. Oh, so after returns, eight hundred dollars. Uh, it's actually seven hundred ninety-seven and twelve cents. Yeah, I rounded up. Um, well, I I just want credit for all of the money I saved. <laughs> so that's a, that's a solid return. On purchases, future Hollywood producer here, ladies. Yeah, <laughs> Derek. So I mean, like, what's up? Are you producing now or what? Because uh, I, I'm like, uh, I'm on the sketch team at the Pack Theater, uh, and we we've been like doing a fair amount of video sketches now. Uh, so like, um, I've been putting a lot of energy into I've been putting a lot of energy into the team in general, uh, just with like live sketches uh, and with video stuff. Um, we just did a we just did a Game of Thrones sketch uh, that that's not the example I should say because it's all, all the I wig, did, all I all I did the wig was, though. <laughs> can you do your Jon Snow impression for us? I don't know <laughs> if I can do it, but I don't know I can try. I don't know if that. Uh, I'm not sure if that's it, but I, I like what you're. No, I like it, what you're. It's actually pretty good. I've been <laughs> I've been re binging Game uh, of Thrones. So mm. it's, 
pretty accurate. Okay. Yeah. David I think says, David's right about this. <laughs> David says, okay. Uh, all I know is that he's just as sexy as John, yeah. John Snow. Yeah. Noted. Okay. Thank you. So, so real quick, like, uh, I'm yours. <laughs> so, when we talk about when when we look at the budget, right? Um, you know, we we try to make these things as uh, sustainable as possible so that we can do them every month, right? And the cost falls on the shoulders of the filmmaker. Usually that's the director. If it is a writer and a director, they may split the cost. Sometimes a DP will throw in on those costs based on toys they want to bring into the mix. Um, but this one was really, I think we kind of really used what we had. And what did those, what were the main expenses within that production? Um, I mean, uh, <laughs> they're right in front of you, so you can tell me if I'm wrong. You tell me. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to, I'll verify your data, but you No, like, honestly, I'm not sure if I'm going to get this right. Uh, okay. so. Food, right? Food? Food was hungry. Food was hungry. He had no tequila, guys. <laughs> Everyone is, else is drinking yeah. tequila except Everybody for else. this guy. Food was hungry food for hungry. budget. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you want me to tell you? you, want me to tell you? Uh, all I ate today was like a, a big Oreo. Please take uh, a piece of candy. <laughs> We're eating Take hard a candy. fucking piece of candy. Hey, okay, check it out. So, um, you had a little bit, like, okay, location we have free because we used what we had. We used Nicole's loft. Which was pretty dope. Not used what you had. It was a choice that was chosen. No, we was, looked at... We had no other options. Yeah, we looked <laughs> at options. We actually did look for places. We, yeah, we went to the, the um, Filipino town um, Oh, that's spot. right. You we guys had pretty it. gnarly options. Yeah, we tried uh, to get it, and then la- like the final week they said, hey, sorry, we can't... We're just not prepared to let you into the space. Well, it was hard, too, because at first you guys were looking for office. Yeah. Something that's yeah. a little bit more like not a home. Yeah. Yeah. It's great, though, about that. Someone this week commented on the film and said, wow, that is the perfect location for this thing. So tight. You just use what you have. And, like, nobody knows what you didn't have. You just use it and you just make it work. The only thing people see is what's on screen. Yeah. 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 I mean, we, like, uh, we built that office. Like, it was, like, a good space. There was a good amount of, like, usable stuff here already. So thank you for that uh, again. But, uh, Thanks, Grandma. We're actually in the location filming we're here this right podcast. Now. Thanks, Grandma, again. Uh, and But, yeah, like, uh, then we – what we didn't have, we, we brought in mm. the desk. We brought in the bookshelves. Um, we brought in – like, no, you brought in a lot. We brought in a lot. We brought in. We made an office. Holy uh, shit! The sky panel rental was three hundred bucks. What? what? Yeah. What's the sky panel? I'm it's sorry. That's that's an airy light. Yeah. Sorry. Oh. Okay. Continue. Wow, Chris. <laughs> shit. Thanks. Are you shocked because it was cheap, or shocked because we paid for it? Uh, shock. It just shocked at the three hundred dollar sky panel rental. For I don't a know. single light. Yeah. For one light. Was for it one, one light? Oh, that's why. Is it one sky panel? Do you know? Yeah. It's mm. one sky panel. Mm. Sometimes there are it's things gear, you, gear, man. you can do differently next yeah. time, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now he knows. You can I learn lo- from some mistakes. I guess I never really looked at this budget breakdown. Jesus I feel like maybe, Christ. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, you did pretty good on your meals and crafty, though. Like 250 bucks for all, all the stuff for like 15 to 20 people. Usually it's like about $500 for meals and crafty. Yeah, what do we people? get? Chipotle? I think yes. we did. Yes, yeah. we did. Yeah. Well, and it was delicious. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah. Most of us didn't want to go back to work after that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really nap time. Good. It's a it's a crowd pleaser and it's cheap. So yeah. Yeah. any aspiring filmmakers out there, eat mm. Chipotle. 
Do they have no. a slogan I can plug? <laughs> and if you eat two-day-old Chipotle, it's even cheaper. That's mm. disgusting. Wait, that's a real thing? Probably. Eat Mash. fresh. You're just making shit up. Uh, when I was in film school and we had to uh, cater to the sets, mm. we would oh, go to yeah. the bakery at the grocery store and they would give us the mm. old bread and donuts and stuff. Because everybody's a fucking caveman in, in college. That's why. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. yeah, I think uh, on the note of like, uh, like we had that many people that we had to feed. Like, I think if there is something that, uh, like, uh, also on the subject of things that we would do differently if we, you know, to learn from that, I feel like we, we could have done that with about half the people. We had a lot of people yeah. there in a small room. Small room got real sweaty real fast. Sweaty, yeah. 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 Like, I think I think we could have scaled that way down. This? this was, was February. February. Hmm. I thought it was March, really. End of like last yeah, end of day of February. Oh, might have been the first okay. day of March. So you might no, right. it was yeah, it was no, it March. Was, it, was, it wasn't the first day. Of I March. had my birthday. It was your birthday. Okay. Yeah, it was your birthday. Oh, mine is March thirtieth. Oh, because it was the this was number four. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, so I don't want to explain. We that. picked it in February. Fine. Yeah, I remember. So yeah, so we shot this end of March, and what? Wait, why'd you ask that question? Hmm? <laughs> no, I just asked what month it was oh, no, just but, out of oh, curiosity. Oh, oh. Uh, we're, well, we're five days shy of, a, of the one-year anniversary of shooting oh, it, so that's fun. Oh. Okay, so where would we have cut back on humans for this project? Like, where do you think it, we could have cut PAs? back? PAs? Yeah, we didn't. There were a lot we of people. We had a lot of PAs. Yeah, but there are people trying to get experience and like figure out what the thing was. It was just hard too because I feel like this space is so small mm-hmm. that with the gear and with every and this was I think the first time we shot in here, right? Yeah, uh, like yeah. it was yeah. the yeah. first. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it was kind of figuring it out. Like it was disgusting in here. Mm. It was yeah. pretty fucking gnarly in here. So how many productions have we done in this room? Ninety five. No, if you're thinking of numbers, <laughs> like thinking of numbers. We've done we did um pre recorded therapists. We did Job's, which is loved ones. Loved ones. <clears throat> That's it. That's it? We've done there's just two, I think. Well, because one was at mom's. Yeah, we did one, one was next in door. our apartment. One was in our apartment, yeah. We have a compound and there's a bunch of different One like, was locations. in the yard. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so we've yeah. shot five times on our. I guess compound. it feels like we've been here a lot. We have we, every meeting yeah, here, and yeah. we do these. Yeah. yeah. So if you watch the film, the location is where we have all of our meetings for the club and where we record the podcast. That's a good bit of information. Yeah. But you'd never that. know. Yeah. You'd never know. You'd never Flip know. that shit. Um. So okay, that's, in, that's good stories, guys. Good stories. Um. Uh, Derek, I want to know a little bit about, like, your background. Like, how did, like, did you go to film school? Were you more into acting than filmmaking? Like, what? tell us about, like, where you came from, how you ended up in L.A., all of that, and, like, what your goals are. Uh, yeah, okay. So I I went to uh, Elon University, which is in North Carolina. I'm also from North Carolina. Uh, and I did, like... It wasn't film school. It was a liberal arts school, uh, but they had like a, they had a film degree, um, and uh, so I like yeah took the classes there and and got the degree. But like, so you majored in film production? I yeah more or less. They didn't call it film production. It was called media arts and entertainment. Gotcha. But uh, 
Uh, yeah, so like that having that major allowed me to like check out equipment. Uh, like so, me and some friends would check out uh, equipment like every weekend and go out and shoot stuff. Uh, sometimes we'd check out equipment like not even knowing what we were gonna go shoot. Um, we just grab it because we knew we were gonna go shoot something. Um, and like I don't, I don't feel like I got a lot of value out of the school like part of it like I don't feel like I learned a lot in my classes I felt like um, my teachers were kind of phoning it in sometimes uh, and like also were not keeping up to date on like cameras uh, editing software like any any advancements in the film industry because like they kind of just went to grad school like 20 years prior what year was this uh, I mean I was there 2010 to 2014 okay cool um but yeah so it was like DSLR you're in the like DSLR revolution yes yeah yeah. like five D's were like we were like what are these uh did they still have film cameras on campus no we had like tape cameras uh that like they threw in the garbage I think after my freshman year (laughs) because that was when SD cards started to Mm. become affordable uh and yeah, so like, uh, what this is all to say, I, we spend a lot of time just teaching ourselves because uh, I don't feel like I was really learning a lot with de- with the degree. But the school did allow me access to equipment, so that was cool. Um, yeah, and then graduated there, uh, and I knew I wanted to be because I had been doing sketch in college, and I knew I wanted to be uh, performing, acting, that kind of thing. I interned with College Humor while I was in school. Um, while I was at College Humor, I like got to be on set with uh you know some some cool people who like were you know just killing it like I, my the first set i was ever on in la which was with college humor uh it was uh jake and amir ben schwartz thomas middleditch and milana vainthrub who are all doing very very yeah. cool things mm-hmm. now like it was like just before um uh Milana Vainthrub, uh, who is now the spokesperson for AT&T, and she's, like, the star of an interactive comedy uh, thing. Uh, Thomas Middleditch is on Silicon Valley. Ben Schwartz played John Ralphio on Parks and Rec uh, and, like, does a ton of other cool stuff, Um, like, performs at UCB all the time. He's a voice on DuckTales. He's a cool dude. Um, Nicest guy I've ever met in Hollywood. Like, Mm. uh, it's just so just so cool to mm. me like on my first day on a on a real set was like hey man i'm ben how's it going mm. um and uh yeah uh had uh, a really good time there and was like you know what this is what i want to do i want to be in comedy and i want to make shorts like these guys are making and i want to like like mess around on set and so like uh, learned there about UCB and how that was kind of a breeding ground for a lot of uh, comedy stuff. So I was like, okay, I guess I guess I want to be involved at UCB, and uh, I now work at UCB. I'm a, a technician there, and I'm also involved at the Pack Theater, which is more of an up and coming theater. Um, and uh, yeah, I like my goals are to just be as involved as I can in you know making funny stuff mm. uh like and and sketch comedy yeah yeah so do you feel like so you said the first day you were on set that's kind of when you were like oh i knew i wanted to do this do you some people <coughs> say oh i knew i wanted to do this my whole life or you really feel like that was the day or yeah i mean it was like uh i was already we'd already been kind of doing the amateur version of what these guys were doing uh 
like at, back at college. And so then when I was there and was like, oh wait, this is a thing hmm. that like pe- real people do? Like, okay, <laughs> I'll take some of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, yeah, so I, I really look up to, to those those people and like that's that's where I want to be. How did you get the internship? Um, it was not that difficult. My friend Stephanie uh, was already, uh, she'd already been an intern there and they were looking for people. So mm-hmm. I was like, hey, um, can you recommend me? And she was like, sure. It's like, uh, like they, they really need people to mm. do this unpaid, difficult manual labor. Wow. Uh, and wow. I was like, great, I'm psyched about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. what, what would you say to someone that like wants to do this, wants to be in the sketch world or the comedy film world and and the, trying to figure out how they could get started or get involved in some way, like what would your advice to them be? Uh, I would say like you, depending on their age, uh, like if they're, if they haven't done college yet, I would say like, like as early as you can, like get to New York or LA, like don't even mess around with Chicago, like get to New York or LA, get involved at uh, like, if you're in New York, like the pit, uh, if you're like in either UCB, if you're in LA, the pack is great. Um, like they're like, you, you just kind of have to like hop headfirst into one of those communities. What, why not Chicago? Just curious. Uh, cause I tried Chicago and oh. it was a nightmare. Mm. Um, and also, uh, and I'm comfortable saying this on a podcast, uh, fuck Sharna Halpern, just mm. fuck oh, Sharna shit. Halpern. Uh, Charna Alpern, if you don't know, is like the uh, the owner of the IO Theater, mm. uh, which is now in Chicago and not in Los Angeles. Mm. Uh, they did have an IO West branch here, and then they closed down with two weeks' notice, um, and just fucked over a whole lot of people, mm. uh, and didn't care. Just didn't care. Um, what was the question? Was it why do I hate Sharna <laughs> <Why> Halpern? Not, <laughs> <laughs> uh, why not Chicago? But you answered that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't because uh, because uh, I mean like Chicago school. I guess if you like don't really want to be in production too much, um, but like uh, production is in L.A. and mm-hmm. and New York. Like uh, Chicago just doesn't compared to New York. I mean, I don't know how familiar you are, but compared to New York, how is the L.A. sketch scene compared to New York? Uh, I, I I don't know. I've never lived in New York. Hmm. Okay. Um, Wait, where was College Humor when you did that? Was that, that LA? was in LA? Yeah. Oh, okay. Got it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, that's cool. Tell us about uh, your your sketch group that you're. So you founded this thing, right? Uh, no, no, no. Um, I it's a so it's a house sketch team. So that means that the theater formed it. Um, I, me and like a bunch of other people, uh, auditioned for it. We submitted writing packets and then we did, uh, we were invited to do a callback audition where we went and did, uh, I think three minutes, three, three or four minutes of, of like characters, character, uh, bits, solo bits, um, in front of like a packed house. And, uh, and then based on that, they put us all on teams. Uh, and so like the theater formed us, um, and then provides us the resource and the time slot and it's like do with this what you will mm, and uh and then really cool. at the end of your run uh which for us is a year uh then they will reshuffle teams they'll make cuts they'll add people because there'll be a new round of auditions and and packets submitted 
So there's like a curator who kind of like makes those calls, or is there a committee? What's the? Uh, yeah, uh, there's an artistic director there, and then there are like three uh, three people who jointly head up the the sketch program there, who are all uh, like very very cool people uh, mm-hmm. who are very qualified to be doing that, and I'm oh. like I feel lucky to be uh, to be a part of it. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Do is it now? Is there um, is there income opportunities through that, or is it strictly for the love of it? It's uh, strictly for the love of it. Yeah. I mean, the the hope is that you know we and it's well, it's more than a hope because this this is how it goes. Um, you know, you're in a community of people who are all pursuing comedy. They're all pursuing uh, comedic writing and performing, and uh, down the line, like those people are going to be the ones who are you know doing they're they're pitching shows they're getting show they're getting mm-hmm. tv shows um like uh one of the uh, a pack improviser actually just won an oscar because he uh for best adapted screenplay for black Klansman. Mm-hmm. um and like you know now like like he's just part of the community and mm-hmm. uh so like the hope is that down the line you know we're all going to be you know making stuff and like we will have this history of collaborating with one another mm-hmm. um which which is how it's gone uh in in the world of like comedy television and mm-hmm. and uh movies because comedy movies tv shows for the past uh you know well forever have been uh you know the people meet doing comedy doing live comedy and right. and uh taking classes together and it's it's kind of handed down in that way right so is sketch comedy more like like the training grounds to move into TV and movies, or is there a way to make a living just doing sketch comedy on stage? Uh, n- there, there's not. No, there's there's no money in sketch comedy. There's no money in improv. Uh, it's it's purely like it's purely to get good, and and I'm and I like totally respect that, and I think that's important because you need that you need that training ground to get good. And uh, a lot of the skills that you learn doing sketch comedy are transferable to doing other things. A lot of the skills you learn doing improv are transferable to other things because uh, uh, improv especially allows you to be adaptable. Like if you're on, if you're directing something and the shot that you wanted doesn't work, uh, the line that you wanted isn't feeling right with an actor, then it's like, okay, time to play, time to get in there and just like, all right, what could be fun right now? Um, it's it's discovering so much of, uh, I think, so like the most important thing you can have when you're doing any sort of uh, comedy, especially scripted comedy, is being able to be a little loose with it, you know, just loose with the scene because you make discoveries along the way. And I think usually those discoveries are more fun than anything you had on the page. Mm. Yeah. So it sounds to me like, sketch comedy is pretty similar to like something like what we're doing with the short film thing where it's just about developing and exploring and creating community around yourself to raise each other up and and make each other better that's exactly right yeah yeah very cool challenging challenging each other pushing each other that's cool the questions you're asking are good matt because it's it's information for uh, young filmmakers it's like context right so mm-hmm. it's like, what do we, you know, what can we share with young filmmakers in regards to avenues into the industry, right? So like your avenue is through sketch comedy. You kind of like, you know, did the, you did 
film school or you know digital media which is a version of film school and you jumped into an internship at College Humor figured out what that looked like right you got some context of what that industry looked like figured out what you wanted to do based on that started doing it to exercise the the craft and now you're just doing it so with that though like what are you how are you surviving in Los Angeles uh i have like multiple side gigs uh i don't i don't even know if i have a main gig uh i just sort of scrounge things together but i uh i work at UCB as a technician so i tech uh like a bunch of different shows there uh i'm a video editor so try to do that as much as i can i'm like working on a training video series right now um that i'm like as we speak getting emails about like <laughs> uh yeah uh what else uh i just started like this event photography thing uh that will hopefully uh pan out and become more money um yeah uh just, stuff. You know, just doing stuff. I'm doing stuff. Yeah. The LA hustle yeah. that everyone does and yeah. whether they talk about it or not. Right. Being a slasher is a real thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. A lot of commas, a lot of slashes. Multi-hyphenates. Mm-hmm. I think it's, you know, this day and age, especially being a filmmaker or an actor or anything, it's, yeah, that's your thing, but you got to pay the bill somehow. Stability and is not guaranteed. No, exactly. especially yeah. in the this freelance industry yeah. we're all in, and and however you got to pay the bills, it's how you do it. And if it can be somewhat creative in your day job or how you're paying the bills until you do hit that first big gig, and yeah. you know, and also there's plenty of people that do hit that first big gig, and that, once that first big gig is gone, you're right back to the hustle. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's all good. It's what everyone does, and. You know, the people that say they don't are pretending. Well, you got to create the opportunities so that you can do the thing that you really want to be doing, no matter what, right? And it's like g- gathering the income is just energy to do the thing that you really want to be doing at the end of the day. And hopefully there's a slow transition from, oh, I'm doing the thing because I love it, to I'm doing the thing and generating income doing the thing. And um, there's a clear differentiation that I've discovered in regards to like, okay, that pays the bills. I don't want to do it, and I'm going to do it, and I'm going to try to finish it as quick as possible, and take that income, and then go do, you know, assorted kinds and the different different film projects and whatever. So, mm-hmm. um, survival by any means necessary, and creation by any means necessary. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you have um? Do you have uh, other? avenues you'd want to explore besides comedy or comedy sketches or creation that you look that you kind of would want to do eventually in the future uh i don't think so i'm okay. i'm kind of single-minded on that to mm-hmm. be honest yeah. um i like to sing like comedy musicals uh i mean like sure yeah but uh <laughs> i don't know I like I had an acapella group in college and uh, I I miss doing that a little bit so can, maybe can, one day I'll Chris get this. Can we do a song? So can we do, can, we, right can we do She'll Be Coming Around the Mountain or something? Right now. Yeah. She'll be coming around the mountain when she comes. She'll be coming around the mountain when she comes. 
She'll be coming round the mountain. She'll be coming round the mountain. She'll be coming round the mountain when she comes. That's it. That's fucking it. And that's that's a harmony right there. That was hot. That's what it's all about. Number one club track next summer. Sick. Thanks for that. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. I have a you know a past life musician trying to like hold on to it. You know. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Still got it. <laughs> <laughs> so so what's next, Derek? What what uh what are you working on? Like, what you what you thinking? What you doing? What's uh, brewing? Uh, I don't know. Trying to keep my head above water this mm. week. I've got a busier than usual week. Uh, but yeah, I'm still riding riding the sketch train. Um, uh, I like to. I, I like I've got a couple of pilot ideas that I'd like to get down on paper and polish those up and because like uh, it's just a thing where like I think most of the people I know in the comedy world have like at least one pilot and it's like oh I guess I should do that too <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah and also like at New Year's Eve uh, I was at a New Year's Eve party and a friend of mine was like I just met with the comedy bang bang people I, w- I just want to put you in touch do you have a pilot I'm like fuck <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, so. So you're the only person in L.A. that doesn't have a pilot. Mm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but, but you so. should. Because, mm. I, 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 yeah, everything I write is, like, kind of short. short have have yeah. you started working on it already? Um, I, like, yeah, but also, like, I'm not, I'm not divulging anything. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I, was like, I was like, give me a log line yeah. now. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll get an, an outline at least, like, you know. Just like no, he's got to keep that. It's top secret yeah. shit. Well, you don't have to give it to us. I'm just saying, as long as you have it. Let's all right, guys. All right, back up, back up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Let the man process. Yeah. Um, no, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Very uh, good. Just we're looking forward. We're, we're looking forward to that. Yeah. 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 Uh, d- there's a couple before you like wrap it up. I do want to. There's um, uh, David. Talk about being a set decorator for pre-recorded therapist. <laughs> Well, as uh, some of you might not know, um, I am a full-time director, and I have most of the time just pretty much directed and produced everything that I shot. And um, doing the the great thing about Assorted Kinds is that it um, provided me the opportunity to do a role that usually I don't really give it a second thought, or it's like one of those things that I just have to do on a production if there's nobody around to do it. But this sort of provided an opportunity for me to just focus on that. And for me, it was, it was a little nerve-wracking because, you know, it was somebody else's project. But uh, it was, uh, I mean, luckily there was other people on the set design team, which really helped, you know, because I got a little bit busy that week, so mm-hmm. I wasn't able to really give it like 100% that week. Mm-hmm. But the day of, it was actually really fun sort of just focusing on the space mm. and just seeing what would work and what looked good and stuff like that. So that was a, it almost gave me a different point of view on a set. Cause for me, usually if I'm on a set, the point of view is like what's on camera and like everything, everything else but, right? And for this one, it was like all I had to focus on what was, how did it look? And mm-hmm. if the continuity was fine and all that kind of stuff. So for me, it was fun to just explore that side. You know what I mean? Um, and one thing for me that I actually enjoyed on set was uh, watching Derek sort of explore that side of the, as a director, and you know, you know the good the great thing about this group is that I feel that we sort of can encourage each other even while on set. And there was moments during the 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 shoot that I saw that you know he was getting a little like overwhelmed, and I was like, hey, no, you're good, you're doing good. And it was that encouraging, you know, the encouragement that I felt was like 
uh, I was it was I felt free to do that. Mm. You know what I mean? While also doing my role. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it was it was a good time on set. It was a good it was a great role to explore, and it was mm. yeah, it was fun. It was yeah. A good, yeah. Yeah, I didn't really get to experience being in the room very much because I was kind of like yeah. playing a like a supporting producer role outside ish kind of thing. Yeah, there wasn't room for there you. There wasn't in room. There. No way. Nobody wanted. So you. I didn't really get to experience it too much, but um, I was doing behind the scenes photos, so I'd pop in and you know, those were all great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, that was that was good times. We had Jaden on that. That was our first shoot. Oh yeah, with we Jayden. had a child. Yeah, so Nicole's cousin's son, who's in film school, he's like a, a high school student, was just like, "Hey, like, I'm just curious, like, you know." Oh, he's I... a high school student. He's not even film school. Uh, um, f- he's like a film program in high school. He like makes films for his high school. He, yeah, but he just does it on the side. Like he's that's just his elective, which is great. No, it's I think it's even it makes it more amazing. Yeah, so he got to come experience what it was like to be on a set. That was his first time. He's done it a few times with us, and like he was just frothing and soaking up information. That was really cool to give him that experience. Um, Derek, what what did you take away from that day? Uh, it was it was rough, but we got through it. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was a rough day. But hmm. what yeah. about the, the good stuff? Um, Positive stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think we like we shot a really fun thing. Uh, and uh, I like I don't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I got I got nothing. Okay. Are you happy with the film overall in the end? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't think I'm ever quite happy with anything I mm-hmm. do. And I'm OK with that. Um, Sounds like you're an artist. Mm. Exactly. I think. I think if There's I nothing wrong with that. <laughs> if I look back at something and I'm like, nailed it. Uh, I think that means I stopped growing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it means I stopped learning and and became complacent. And uh, yeah, it's it's definitely now at the point where I just I can't watch it. Like I just mm. I absolutely cannot watch it. Mm. Um, but uh, that doesn't mean you shouldn't, listeners. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I, I, but I like, I don't know. There's, there was like a period where it was like, yeah, I feel good about this. I feel, I still feel comfortable sending people the link. Uh, mm-hmm. I still feel comfortable like having that be a representation of, of my work um, and the kind of thing that I like to make. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's all good, but still, still can't watch it mm-hmm. uh, just because, uh, just because it's a thing I made. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, I'd say I'm just, I'm just sick of it at this point. So. Well, it's been done for quite a while. You know, like it, it, you finish it relatively quickly in um, assorted kinds timelines, and um, you know we've been sitting on it for a while, and we just finally put it out. And um, so I can understand it being a thing where you're just like, yeah, cool, did it, moving on, great, mm-hmm. great. Add it to your, add it to your kind of uh, resume of projects, which yeah. is which is cool. I think it's a great project. I think it definitely represents yeah. uh, how how uh, talented you are as a storyteller. Um, I think you, you know, like you said, it's like the, that's the, that's the case of the filmmaker is like, we don't like it after we make it. However, that there's like this self deprecation that comes with that. And like, that's internal shaming yeah. when um, it's good. Yeah. Well, because uh, you know, how, you know how the sausage is made essentially. That's what happens. Mm. Sorry. I didn't no, it's yeah. fine. It's, um, it, Every time you make a film, you learn something. Mm-hmm. And so by the time you're done making the film, you already know how to make it better. 
And so at least your next film will be better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But all you can do is look at that thing and see what's wrong with it and mm-hmm. what you could have done better. And and if you don't look at it that way, you're never going to grow. I guess that's a better question. Did you feel you learned something? Oh, yeah. I feel like I learned a shit ton. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> I, yeah, I have a much better idea of how I would go into that again, and I have a, a better idea of how I will go into, you know, other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, every production has its own constraints, and uh, you just kind of got to roll with those punches. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's, like, one... What's one like before you before you went into it, you didn't really have an understanding of it, and when you came out of it, like, oh, oh, okay, I, yeah, I got that. Like, what's one thing that was like a light bulb for you? Um, I I wanted to. Um, there were a few things that were like, I I had the thought, and then I was like, nah, it'll be fine. Uh, and then on looking back, it's like, no, I was right. I should have done it that way. Uh, like I had. Uh, I had my friend, uh, not this Matt, but a different Matt, uh, on script supervision, and he was reading the part of the therapist. Um, and what I'd wanted to do originally was just read those lines myself, just like memorize the script and then just just be part of it on set, um, because uh, Matt did a great job, but like he wasn't really playing the character, and I regret not just doing that. I regret not just being that part while directing um, because I feel like that would have let me be in it more and it would have given me a little more freedom to like play around with it with Cassie the actress um, because like Cassie is a fantastic improviser and I don't think that I utilized that as well as I could have for this um, and uh, yeah uh, that's that's one thing I would do differently is mm. is um, like try to be be looser with it while we're doing it um, and and really be an active uh, participant in it, which I, I, yeah, could have been more of. Where did Cassie come from? Uh, Cassie uh, is a performer at UCB and I met, that's where I met her. She was there the first time that I did this on stage and uh, she like encouraged me a lot that it was, uh, it was a good idea and a good character, so. Um, yeah, there was really no question at any point that it wouldn't be Cassie. Yeah. She nailed it. It was really cool. Yeah, she was great in it. Yeah. Has, this, has this project actually opened up any opportunities for you since you put it out? Not really. Uh, I mean, I guess, uh, like, people people have seen it that uh, I, like, didn't super know. Like, I didn't know them that well, um, but they saw it because, like, they knew Cassie or they saw it at, us at a screening. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I've gotten compliments that way uh, and I've like so I've made some like and I've made some connections that way mm-hmm. um, they haven't panned out into like anything super tangible uh, but that doesn't mean they won't yeah consistency is key it's like you you put that out put another thing out keep putting things out and yeah awareness in general is good yeah 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 so congrats man all right well uh, thank you all for making this effort um, if you haven't already go give Derek Scully's pre-recorded therapist a watch at assortedkinds.com and on our YouTube channel. If you've watched it and liked it, please share it. If you want to continue the conversation with any of our guests, you can find them on the internet. Where do you guys each prefer to converse, Derek? Like social media stuff? Yeah, yeah where do you prefer? Uh, I'm on Instagram, uh, Derek underscore Scully. 
Uh, and uh, I would also check out uh, Thunderdog Sketch, uh, fourth Sundays at the Pack Theater. Yeah. Nice. You guys have a website? Uh, no, but Thunderdog Sketch is the Instagram handle. So Cool. Uh, David, where do you prefer to have conversation? Uh, I'm on both Instagram and Twitter. It's at David Gallardo. I'm pretty much on it all day. So mm, yeah. Okay, not doing work. Got it. No. Nicole? <laughs> you can find me in real life. Mm, okay. Otherwise, I won't fucking talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> She's scary. Mm. Uh, Matt Devino. Uh, yeah, I'm on Instagram at DevoCam, and all one word, and on Twitter, Matt underscore Devo. Mm. And you can find me pretty much on Instagram at Chris Laughter. Um, thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks, Derek. Good talk. Thunderdog is also at packtheater.com. <laughs> yeah. Go, I, go I knew, see Thunderdog. Yeah, I think that there, I knew there was a, a place you could go see that on the internet. Thunderdog. Thunderdog. We're waiting that, patiently for that Game of Thrones sketch. I know. I can't wait. Is that, is that like a play on Thundercats? Uh, it was. Uh, I don't know if the underdog. podcast is still going, but uh, my. Oh, we're still recording. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my, uh, I was on the phone with my friend Brent when we were picking, uh, we were picking team names, and I was like, "Hey, uh, yeah, I was thinking like we might call ourselves Underdog," mm. and he was like, "What'd you say, Thunderdog?" I was like, "Yeah, that sounds cooler." <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. Uh, nice. And then I pitched it to the group, and then we voted on it. Nice. It wasn't my call, but got it. Cool. Sick. It's also the name of a softball team. Mm. I like that. Got it.